This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Sex Wrap. You're here today with Spring and Andrew, your favorite personalities on the internet who answer your questions about sex, love, relationships, sexual diseases, sexual health, how to have healthy relations. We'll talk to you about anything and we love your questions. Check out our social media uh, at the Sex Wrap. We post all of the time um, and we respond to your questions there as well. Um, how are you today, Spring? Super great. Super great. It is December. <laughs> it is the end of the year. Um Almost everybody has some kind of holiday to celebrate or get ready for celebrating. If you're celebrating Festivus or Hanukkah or Diwali or Christmas or New Year's or Boxing Day, um, I'm really excited for all of these celebrations. I just had a celebration. Um, my school had this really nice holiday, very Christmas themed. It was called a <laughs> holiday party, but everything was red and white and they played Christmas music. But it was really fun. It was nice hanging out with people, enjoying some end of year festivities. Um, you know, some, spring, something I really don't like about the United States is we suck at holidays overall. We have like two and they're right next to each other. And then we have to wait a long time before we get to other holidays. You know, I think if I was going to critique the United States on things that made me upset, that's not going to be the top of my list. But no, I mean, it's not the very top, but, you know, I have friends who live in other countries who, like, every month they get, like, a week of holiday for fun things going on. In the United States, we have, like, Thanksgiving, which is, you know, a weekend, and Christmas and New Year's, which is a week. I mean, I think what you're talking about is work-life balance, which is related to many of my main complaints about the U.S., which is we don't care about people and take yeah. care of them and offer them the things they need to thrive in our society. So I think we're, we are really all talking about the same thing here. It's the same kind of thing. <laughs> like I want time to spend with friends. Like whenever I, I have students or I'm working with somebody, I'm like, no, go take days off. I don't care. Like take paid days off, go spend time with your family. Like sit at home on the couch in your underwear, watching trash television and get paid for it because we all need time to refresh and rejuvenate. That's what, that's what I mean about holidays. Like we just don't have enough, like our work follows us. We go home with it. Spring and I send each other emails at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Unhealthy. I mean, it's healthy because it's with you, but um. anyway, um, happy holidays, everybody. All of the various holidays that we're, we're going to be celebrating together. Um, I, I celebrate any and all. So just invite me to your gathering and I will be there. I don't eat meat and I can't eat wheat, but otherwise I'm in it. You, you probably will not eat anything at the party, but it's just to be safe. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, if you have wine, I might have a glass of wine or a cocktail. <laughs> but, um, but, um, but we're not talking about holidays today. We're talking about relationships and cheating. Um, and the question that we're, we're digging into today is like, can you cheat in an open relationship? So can you cheat in an open relationship? There's some definitions we need, but I mean, this is a pretty easy answer. 
Spring, can you cheat in open relationship? Can I? <laughs> yes. People cheat in open relationships. People um, cheat in anything. And, and um, people love to cheat for some reason to, <laughs> to try to get around things. And, um, and yeah, we're going to talk about um, what that looks like and how that happens. I think it's, I think this is a really interesting question because people often think, oh, there's no rules in an open relationship or in polyamorous relationships or in any type of, you know, um, non-monogamy. It's like, well, just anything goes. People just do whatever they want. That's some of the misconceptions or the myths that people have about open relationships, right? And that's not the case. And I mean, I know that a lot of our listeners have listened to our episodes about what open relationships are and what they look like. But yeah, let's talk about this a little bit more and kind of how um, boundaries work and how they might apply and how um, that impacts the answering of this question. I mean, if we really look at open relationships and or non-monogamous relationships, they have more rules. They have more boundaries. There are more conversations and, and like there's just more of that kind of work you have to do to be successful inside of those relationships. Right? Most of the time people in monogamous relationships have a pretty consistent set of rules. Like my body and my intimacy and my emotional intimacy are mostly shared and spent with one other person. In open relationships, if you're in an open relationship, it doesn't mean that you have like carte blanche to have like a storm of sex everywhere you go, touching and having sex with anybody and everybody around you. Um, most of the time, if you're in an open relationship, it's open in very specific ways where there's parameters and boundaries and safety nets built around what you're going to do. There's more rules that you have to pay attention to. Um, and we have episodes about what those rules look like and how to develop those rules. But like, what are some of those basic rules that we talk about in open relationships? Well, you know, what Andrew was just saying is, okay, a lot of these rules have, a lot of these relationships have a lot of rules, but then that's not the case for everybody. Some people will have an open relationship where they have a very free, very loose you know, relationship where they have very few boundaries. And so it is, you know, a range, like everybody's individual non-monogamous relationship will look different. And that's, that's one of the main things that we always talk about here is that each individual relationship is created by the people in it. So if the relationship is open in any way, and the people inside of that are creating what boundaries and what rules, though I don't really like that word, you know, what um, things will help them feel safe in that relationship. And they are constantly negotiating those things. And those can change over time. They can change, you know, as um, people develop in their relationship, as they get more comfortable with each other, as they feel safer, they might loosen up some of those boundaries, right? So, Looking at, um, you know, what is cheating in an open relationship is going to depend on which open relationship we're looking at. Right. Um, and by cheating, like when we define cheating, cheating is simply violating any of those boundaries or parameters or any of those agreed upon rules inside of a relationship. Right. Um, so a lot of time people in open relationship have rules where you have to tell me or you have to let me know or you have to check in along the way or uh, I don't want to hear about it or no kissing on the lips or you can't spend the Right. Like we can go on with all the various kinds of rules. Some some open relationships like Spring had said have essentially no rules. They're free. Like, just, you know, enjoy your life. Um, 
Others, you know, are much more structured. Uh, and, and that structure, right? Structure is what keeps us safe. Uh, like those boundaries are about protecting our health and our emotions and our physical bodies, etc. Um, violation of any of those rules is where you say like, that cheating has occurred. Right. A really in, a, a easy one is like, you know, I have friends who have open relationships where they're not allowed to kiss their other partners on the lips. To me, that's always sort of like a weird, <laughs> like, this is the, the boundary. Like, you can put your, you can have sex, you can have penetrative intercourse, you can do all of these other things. But kissing, hey, that's where we draw the line. <laughs> but if that's what people have agreed upon, right? And then kissing happens, you have cheated on your partner or your partners, if that's what the rule is. So... Open relationships, like Spring said earlier, are not just, you know, go out and have sex however with whomever you want. It's you can have sex potentially with multiple people, but it's about protecting and listening to and following the guidelines that you've established with someone else. So open relationships come with conversations. They come with rules. They come with really good communication. Right. Um, and I, I always think it's important when we talk about open relationships, like if you're in an open relationship, you have to discuss it and make sure that all parties agree to it before you start right. having sex with other people or touching or kissing other people. Like open relationships are consensual between all parties. Right. And so when you're in open relationships, you can be in more than one open relationship, right? So um, I am in a few open relationships in my life right now. And so when I am in these different relationships, each relationship also has its own boundaries and negotiations, right? So it's not even like I behave the same way in each relationship because the people involved are the ones that need to make those agreements together. So that might mean that, you know, somebody is in several relationships and they have several different sets of boundaries and agreements that they're operating within. So that means whenever they are going outside of those relationships, they have to do the work of communicating to all of their partners about all of their partners, you know, um, making sure that they're operating within all of the boundaries and guidelines that they have created within their relationships to be, um, to be happy and healthy and keep those relationships thriving. So the answer to the question, can you cheat in an open relationship, is a very loud yes. Um, but what, what you often see is people who are in these open relationships have done a lot more reflection in their lives. They're, they're much more explicit in their sexual communication and health communication with other people. And they're much less likely to have cheating. Now, I think people's first open relationship is where we see a lot of those sort of issues. And speaking of first open relationship, it's time for our first commercial break. We will be right back to keep talking about open relationships and cheating. Thanks for listening, everyone. Welcome back to The Sex Trap, everybody. Today, we are answering the question, can you cheat in open relationships? We've talked about how you define relationships. We've talked about what cheating is. We've talked about what rules are. We've talked about holidays and snowflakes. Um, all right. 
Um, so when we left off, we were talking about open relationships, and I was reminding people that uh, the first open relationship that people enter into is often the most difficult because you're not necessarily as good at navigating those conversations, at about establishing those boundaries, about being really clear and communicating. Um, I think that we should spend a couple minutes just talking about, like, if you want to be a good in your first open relationship, what needs to happen in your communication? Yeah, and I mean, I think that the way that most people end up cheating is really um, they're not communicating, right? That's that's like what happens, right? There's a breakdown in communication and that is what is creating what is considered cheating in an open relationship, right? So if um, somebody has agreed that they won't have um, sex without talking about it first, and then they have sex and then they talk about it later, then it's like, okay, well then that's violated an agreement, right? And so we see examples of like the, the problem isn't the sex outside of the relationship, it's the communication about it. And so what's actually happening usually is like these inabilities to maybe communicate or like um, not being practiced enough or not being comfortable bringing some of these things up. So when people haven't had a lot of experience, it can be really hard to come to a partner and say, hey, uh, there's this person I'm interested in that um, that I've been flirting with, that I'm really interested in, that I would really like to go on a date with, or I'd like to have sex with, or I'd like to do X, Y, Z with. And it can be scary to talk about that with someone that you really care about um, if you haven't practiced it, right? And the more that you practice it, the more the, all of these things become easier and easier. But yeah, it's the it's quite often the breakdown in communication is where this kind of cheating happens, right? And and I think it, that's not always the case, right? Like it can be just like a very direct like. Um, we are not allowed to do this thing. And then I do that thing that can also be how the cheating happens. But I think a lot of times it's just the communication about it. Absolutely. Um, that communication is key. Wait, I have a, a question slash story. Spring, I want I want your feedback on this. I, and this is I didn't tell Spring this ahead of time. So I have um, first of all, this is Andrew's favorite thing to do is surprise Spring with a random thing that he just throws at me during the show. So here we go. All right. Here we go. All right. <laughs> so uh, I have a really good friend. Um, they're heterosexual and they're in an open relationship. Um, and they've been in an open relationship for probably 10 plus years. And the woman in the relationship is the only person up until about six months ago ever had sex outside of the relationship. So they had a set of rules, they communicated pretty clearly about it. Um, and then the male partner never, never had sex outside of the relationship a single time. But the female partner, you know, is like following the rules and going on dates and having sex with people and really enjoying it and everything is fine in their relationship. And then the male partner for the first time ever, like six months ago, follows the rules, does everything that he's supposed to do, and has sex outside of the relationship. Um, so they have an open relationship for like 10 years and, and, he, and he has sex outside of it. And all hell breaks loose <laughs> inside of the relationship. She's wildly jealous of him and accusing him of cheating, even though he followed what was supposed to happen. Um, and of course, I've been talking to my friends a lot about it. And, and, and the same kind of advice that we're giving everyone today, we're like, you know, it's communication and open relationships and, and jealousy is normal, especially at the beginning of open relationships. But it kind of took me for surprise that 10 years in that they're having this big issue um, 
Do you have any advice that I should re relay to them about their open relationship? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's actually something that's brand new for them, right? Because this hasn't happened before. So it's not really a 10-year-old open relationship at this point, because this thing, even though it's been an agreement, has never actually occurred. And, you know, um, I've seen this a lot in open relationships where also, you know, like you might negotiate the boundaries and then you might decide something else is okay and you try it out. And then it's like really scary because that thing that has happened is new. So this is her first time experiencing this. This is her first time dealing with this. So I think like we want to go back to really being patient and saying like, okay, like, you know, this is, this is new and let's examine the feelings that are coming up. Like, let's look at why those feelings are coming up, how they're impacting you. And then like, think about, you know, is this something that we can manage? Is it something we can get through? Do we need to change the boundaries? Do we need to renegotiate things and why? And like, you know, like we always talk about reflection, 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 and like, and communicating about that. And, um, but I think also I would say like, be patient with yourself. Like it's, yeah, you, you've been with this person for a long time, but this is a brand new step. This is a brand new change. So like be patient with yourself and be patient with the relationship for starting to um, try something new. Yeah. I, so for, if they're listening, I don't think they listen to the show, but if they do, <laughs> they're both fine now. They, they've gotten through mostly um but it was really interesting watching people who you know i've had many poly conversations with over the last decade like hit this big bump in the road um and, and like is this cheating um and it wasn't right because everybody followed the rules but like spring said there's some patience um it's new and a little bit scary uh and they sort of had to go back to day one of open relationship school and rework and renegotiate like all the way back to the very beginning when they're like, hey, you know, would you be okay with this? And, and can we explore? Um, and they're still open and they're still exploring. And I think they're going to be better than ever now that both of them are really opening up a little bit more inside of that relationship. But it was just really interesting for me to have those conversations with them. Um, but, you know, it, it's always back to that how are we talking about this? How are we negotiate, negotiating these boundaries? And how are we keeping each other safe? I have um, a question that um, someone that I know just put to me and they were talking about um, they're in an open relationship and um, they felt like some cheating had occurred. There had been something that hadn't been communicated about um, and that they worked through it and then they were like feeling good and safe in their relationship. And then um, this person wanted to continue to do something with the person that the quote unquote cheating had happened with. Mm -hmm. And, um, and they were like, I don't, I don't think that's okay. Like, you know, they cheated with that person. Like it's, you know, I don't, I don't want that person involved anymore, even though it's open, they wanted to like set some boundaries around a specific person. And, um, this is something that I think is really interesting for us to talk about because it is, you know, once some type of rupture has happened in any relationship, and we have a whole episode about this, like how do you like come back from cheating? How does the relationship repair? How do you work through that? Um, and I think it's an 
interesting second level in an open relationship, right? Because you are, you have these boundaries you've negotiated together and you're saying, yes, these things are okay. And then, um, and then there, a fear, some fear arises, right? Like, okay, but this person's different because the situation happened with this person. And, um, I have some ideas about this, but what, what would, I'm going to throw one back at you. What would you say to this situation? (laughs) Right. So, uh, once again, um, it's, it's about that communication and negotiation and boundaries and overall, whenever you're developing rules for open relationships, often there are lots of people and classes of people who are not available for sex, right? Like, can't be a friend, can't be someone we know, can't have sex with them multiple times, can't be somebody who we work with. Like there's lots of rules that we put into effect and they're all about keeping us safe, keeping us emotionally safe, keeping us physically, like all of those are part of that conversation. Once cheating has occurred with somebody, you are no longer safe, right? That safety has been broken um, because of whatever it was, right? Like somebody broke the set of rules, the set of boundaries that you've established to make sure that you're safe inside of that relationship. And I think that you need to have some conversations surrounding it. And I think it's perfectly okay in that case, as long as you have good communication and you've discussed why, that that person should be off limits, right? If that person caused instability in your relationship or if cheating with that person was the primary cause of it, then I think it's okay to say, I don't want to navigate that conversation again. I don't want to go through that pain and suffering that happened because of this cheating. And even though we're over it, even though we're past it, and even though our relationship now is accepting of whatever the event was with that other person, I don't want to to, to have that kind of pain brought back in. And maybe we can revisit in six months. Maybe we can revisit it in a year. But for me and my relationship with you, this needs to be something that's just off the table for now, maybe off the table forever, um, because that's the that that's the source of the pain. That's the source of breaking the set of rules that we established with one another. And it might not feel fair, right? It won't feel fair to the person probably at the beginning. Like, I really like sex with this person. I really want to hang out with them. I'm like, I know you really hang want to hang out with them, and I know you really like them. But our relationship is more important than your sex, your fling, your like with them. That's sort of where I would start with the conversation. I don't know if you have different advice. Yeah, I mean. Um, I think it's also really important to think about like what, what the cheating was, right? So say the cheating was, um, a breakdown in communication, which, um, I think it might've been in this case, but I'm not sure. So say for example, um, partner, male partner had sex with, um, a, another female partner, not the primary female partner, and didn't communicate about it first. And now we're saying this um, non-primary, this other female partner is off limits. Um, I think, you know, what we're really upset about here is that the male partner didn't do the work and this communication and um, he, you know, has learned and has grown. And I, in this instance, I would say, I don't, think that's fair to keep punishing him for that mistake. But, you know, he's learned and now like, it doesn't really make sense to me to say that this person is off limits. It should be, you know, um, if he's showing that he can communicate about what he's doing with other partners and when it shouldn't really matter who the other partners are, because I don't think it was that partner's 
fault, you know, that this breakdown in communication occurred or something. And so it seems, um, it seems to me that that is kind of like um, just setting a punishment up really for your partner, like saying like, mm. I'm mad mm-hmm. at you um, for doing this. And so I'm not going to allow you to see this person you want to see. And, and it, it can be really hard to acknowledge that that's what's happening to say like, yeah, I'm mad at you and I want to punish you. Um, but like, if that's what's happening, you know, um, then I think it's, ripe for a little more reflection and consideration. And, um, and, you know, if the, if the cheating was, um, different, maybe it's a different scenario. So maybe, um, the male partner is only allowed to, um, have oral sex with other partners and, um, this partner like convinced him it was okay to do other things. And then he did. And then maybe, then maybe we say, it's a different situation. Maybe um, she was this like active role in creating this um, scenario that was outside of the bounds of their relationship. And then maybe that's a different story. And so I think it's also like, okay, what, what was the breakdown and um, who contributed to it? And, um, and then what, what has changed in the relationship now? And then we can say, okay, what, how do we want to move forward from there? I mean, Spring, you bring up something really important. The whole idea, if you're trying to punish your partner in a relationship, you're not going to have a happy, successful relationship. It should be about what can we do to make things best or make things better in a relationship. And punishment is something, I, I don't know, I, I'm an American, I grew up in the United States, and punishment is such a part of our system. Like we have entire political parties that are focused not on doing anything good, but just like making, penalizing and punishing people, um, it's easy to blame others, right? And punishment is one of those things where we inflict pain on other people for our own enjoyment. Now, some people pay for that. Hey, that's okay. But um, if you're focusing on punishing a partner rather than making things better with a partner, then that's that reflective piece that, you know, Spring was talking about that that we should do. Um, and it's really hard, right? In, in relationships, it's hard to separate a part a person from an act that they engaged in. Like in our heads, like that person did the act and they're, they're part of that act. Um, but uh, right. These situations are pretty complicated, too. And the more details we have, the easier it is to answer. But <laughs> right. Like I, I do know people who like their partner does something just even minor and they get stuck in this whole punishment circle with them and, and trying to make them suffer or trying to make them pay. Uh, and if you're with somebody who's always trying to make you suffer or make you pay for something that you did wrong. Stump them. There, I got it in this episode. There it is. <laughs> All right. Andrew's always trying to say that. Yeah. And I mean, it's true. Like, um, you, you want to be supporting the happiness of your partner. What, no matter what style of relationship you're in. Right. And, and you want them to be supporting your happiness. You want each of your happiness to be both your own priority and your partner supporting that. And yeah. so. Um, if you have a partner who is not doing that, if your partner is continually bringing things up that you've already worked through, if your partner is, you know, holding on to things that you have, you know, had all the conversations about and done all the work with, then yeah, they're not actively supporting you. They're trying to like, you know, punish you to like make this, um, a miserable time for you. And that's when, yeah, you also want to say, is this the relationship I want to be in? Spring very, very kindly said, dump them. (laughs) All right. So we've been talking about it for almost a half an hour. Um, Can you cheat in an open relationship? 
yes, absolutely, you can cheat. There are a lot of strategies that you can use to prevent that cheating. And most of them are about communicating clearly, coming up with a set of rules, boundaries, and then making sure that you follow them. And if all of that happens, you are not are not cheating. And then if cheating does happen, right, and it, it's possible, then it's about those conversations you have after the fact and making sure that it doesn't happen again. If you're in an open relationship and someone is continually breaking those boundaries and rules, then they are cheating on you continually. That's probably not someone that you should stay with, right? If it happens once and you think it's accidental or uh, incidental or you know, just like something happens, then that th- then I would very much prompt you to have some additional conversations and, and rules and boundaries and all of those other things that happen. Um, but if it's happening all the time, then then it's time to have a conversation that involves leaving that person behind because they, they don't care about you and your health and your safety, right? Because those rules are all about how you build strength inside of a relationship. All right. Do you have any final tips before before we leave our topic, cheating in an open relationship spring? <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to say that that tip that I was offering to your friends also is, yeah, you know, patience as you explore these topics for the first time, as you explore these types of relationships for the first time, um, because it it is practice, it is work, and it is um, reflection, and it all of that is work, and um, it has a lot of payoffs. But like, yeah, be patient with yourself as you move through these things and have these conversations and build these skills together. I love that, that 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 patience idea. The only advice that I really have is uh that poly relationships, open relationships, require more work and more communication and more boundaries. So you have to be willing to have more conversations about it and be open to those conversations along the way. And just make sure that those conversations are equitable, right? If you're in a relationship where someone doesn't want you to have sex with other people, but they want to have sex with other people, that's not fair. Now, if you're in a relationship and you're okay with the other person having sex with other people and you don't want to, that's fine. But just make sure that you're having like fair conversations with people and more conversations about people. And at the end of the day, you should leave those relationships or be in those relationships very happy. So just make sure that you're you're filled with joy, that you are fulfilled in these open relationships if you're in one. And if someone is cheating on you, have conversations about it and be willing to end those relationships if they're no longer bringing you joy. All right. I have one point that I want to disagree with. And I think maybe we should do a whole episode about this actually. Um, I don't think that poly or open relationships are more work than a healthy monogamous relationship. I think that a lot of monogamous relationships just rely on assumptions. And so maybe they're not doing all that work, but a healthy monogamous relationship has a lot of work done within it and a lot of conversations. So I think I would say that um, poly or open relationships are not necessarily more work than monogamous relationships, but healthy relationships are more work than assumption-based, non-healthy relationships, for oh, sure. I was just saying that you have to have those conversations with like <laughs> two, three, four, six people. So that's why it's more work than than one healthy relationship where you're having good conversations. But yeah, upcoming uh, episode coming soon, uh, rules and relationships and, and how to have a healthy one. And which here, ones are on more work. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. We really love answering your questions. Keep them coming. You can email your questions to us. We're the sexwrap at gmail.com. You can call us at 413-I-RAP-IT. And we would love to interact with you on our social media. We're really active on Instagram and then lightly active on Twitter and Facebook at The Sex Rap. Thank you for listening, everyone. Talk to you soon. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, 
or just too af- Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.